Hello and welcome to the New to Canada podcast, the show that shares honest, real-life stories and insider info from internationals living in Canada. I am your host, Kate Johnson, and I made the big move from England to Canada in 2017 after falling in love with a Canadian. Join me as I chat with fellow newcomers and learn all about where they are from in the world, why they chose Canada as their new home, and the lessons they've learnt along the way. It's great to have you. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to season three. I am so excited to be back and rolling out brand new episodes of the New to Canada podcast every Tuesday, every week for you. If you've been listening for a while, welcome back. I appreciate you so much for being here. And if you're brand new, it's great to have you. And definitely please reach out to me and introduce yourself. I love, love, love hearing from you guys. You can email me at info at thenewcomercollective.com or just send me a quick DM on Instagram at thenewcomercollective. So, As you know, every week there is a new guest that I get to quiz a fellow international living in Canada and we get all the travel advice for their native country and then we get the scoop on why they moved to Canada and their best lessons and advice that they can share with us. This season's lineup is pretty impressive, you guys. I am really looking forward to introducing you to these fabulous guests and their inspiring stories. So please stay tuned each week. And if you enjoy the show and have an iPhone, leaving a quick review on your Apple Podcasts app would really, really, really make a difference. It helps the show reach more people and it makes this girl over here do a little happy dance. So if you have a spare minute, please do open the show in your app, scroll all the way to the bottom and write me a quick review there. Sending you love and thanks in advance. Now, for this first episode, you're going to be spending some quality time with me, myself, and I. There is no guest this week. I wanted to come on and talk about a really important subject one-on-one with you, and that is careers in Canada, specifically because one of my posts on Instagram recently got a lot of buzz and comments from many of you saying that you could relate, and it was a post where I was talking about the importance of knowing your worth in your career as a newcomer. As newcomers, we often write ourselves off as inexperienced just because we haven't worked in Canada yet, or we hear that it's normal to have to start from scratch, so we end up settling for jobs that we don't enjoy for a pay that we know is too low with the goal of simply getting our foot in the door. It's official, I call BS. <laughs> the truth is, we have a hell of a lot to offer a Canadian employer. International experience is an asset. International experience is an asset. How, you might ask? Well, here are a few examples. We have diverse knowledge of different cultures and work ethics and how to work with different, different types of people, so we can offer fresh perspectives. We are resilient, adaptable, flexible, I don't know, pick a word, we've moved our whole lives abroad and can deal with any corporate curveballs. A lot of us, if not the majority of us, speak multiple languages. We have bucket loads of ambition, you know? Remember when you set that goal of moving to Canada and it was a distant dream and lots of work to get here? Well, you made it happen. Or if not, you are well on your way. You're not afraid to take big leaps and tackle challenges. You're brave. So now that I've got that out of the way, what's my point? 
My point is that finding a job in Canada has this notoriously bad rep. It's it's common knowledge amongst newcomers that building a career will be tough here. It's hard to be seen, to get your international experience taken seriously, to build the right connections in your industry, to get the right skills needed, and ultimately to not be completely discouraged or disheartened by the whole process. But before I really dive into this episode, I just want to start off by saying, please, please, please don't forget your value. You have such unique skills and experiences to offer an employer that is worth investing in, and they would be lucky to have you. Keep at it. Keep going. You've got this. So I think a good start will be to run you through my entire Canadian career from moving to Canada in 2017 with no Canadian work experience and even as a native English speaker struggling to find employment to now today in pretty much 2022, working in a job that I truly love, one that fits into the life that I want And it comes with the highest salary I've ever been paid, which makes me feel secure, valued, and so proud of the career that I've managed to build for myself here over the last five years. But first off, let me just say that the way I've got here is anything but traditional. I had a lot of hurdles. I wasted a lot of time settling for jobs that weren't right for me for the wrong reasons. And I've learned a lot of golden lessons that I can share with you, which will hopefully allow you to get to a similar place to where I am now that much sooner. Does that sound good? (laughs) Perfect. So let's dive in. Let's jump in that time machine back to 2017. Shape of You by Ed Sheeran is blaring out of every radio station. And little old me has just landed in freezing cold Ontario for the very first time. There is the most amount of snow that I have ever seen on the ground at one time, and I'm living with my boyfriend's parents, who I just met for the very first time, while we figure out our next move. Armed with my freshly stamped International Experience Canada work permit, I open up the Indeed website to start browsing for job openings with a lot of confidence, I may add. Back in England, I had a great job as an events coordinator for a beautiful coastal hotel in Dorset. I was managing large conferences, weddings, funerals, you name it. I loved the fast-paced, ever-changing atmosphere of the events industry. I'd interned for a high-profile events agency in London after I graduated, and I'd rolled out the red carpet for the British Independent Film Awards. Um, I personally gave a goodie bag to Tom Hardy. That's my one claim to fame. He said, thanks, darling. I'm going to forever grab onto those words. Um, As well as the beloved Julie Walters. So yeah, I loved using my organisation skills, my sales skills, and the creative design sides of the role as well. So there was one thing that I knew. Sitting there with Indeed open on my boyfriend's mum's laptop, I knew that I wanted to work in Toronto. I mean, I assumed that that's where all the good event venues were and the big events take place. But pretty quickly, I ran into my first challenge. In England, everything is pretty packed together, right? It's a small island, there is public transport everywhere, even a small little town will have a train station where you can get connected to the entire country. 
In Canada, I found myself living in a tiny rural hamlet. <laughs> it's where my fiancé grew up. It's absolutely beautiful. Picture lakefront cottages and acres and acres of farmland. The problem was a commute to Toronto would consist of the following. Driving 40 minutes to the nearest train station. Sitting on said train for one hour. Walking from Union Station down to the subway and then taking the subway to the part of the city where my office would be. And then, of course, do it all again in reverse to get home. So that would be four solid hours each and every day. Well, I hadn't even thought of that. I was busy sprucing up my resume, my LinkedIn profile, writing detailed cover letters, stalking company websites for email addresses where I could personally send my applications in. Instead of, you know, being lost amongst the hundreds of Indeed applications, I had a good process nailed down and I got an interview in Toronto for for a conference producing company as an events coordinator and I got the role. Anyway, long story short, I convinced my small town boyfriend to move to Whitby. We got a basement apartment about a five minute drive from the train station so I could at least cut down that initial 40 minutes drive but even with that, and I I might sound privileged and spoiled and I apologize, but the commuter life was just not for me. You know, even with all that, I was still losing over two hours of my day just sitting there. You know, I, I read a lot of good books, but it just wasn't the life that I personally wanted. So I begrudgingly handed in my resignation and I was back to square one. I realized that a career in Toronto just wasn't on the cards for me. You know, my my fiancé owns two of his own fireplace and barbecue stores, so he has his set service areas. So moving to Toronto just wasn't an option for us. And I'm not sure I even wanted to live there. I love, love, love visiting the city. It's so wonderful. But the beauty of being so close to a lake and the more rural Canadian life was speaking to me so much more. So... <laughs> what was I going to do? You know, all I'd ever known was the events industry. There were a handful of good venues in nearby towns and cities to where I was, but no job openings. Obviously, it was so rare to get an events role, so the people that had snagged those roles were just never going to budge. It dawned on me that I'd been so naive to expect to just replicate my career perfectly from England to Canada, You know, there was bound to be setbacks. It's an entirely different country. I was living far from a city and I realized that I had to start making compromises and building a new life and career with with the circumstances that I found myself in now. I resigned myself to the fact that it would be less than. And looking back, it's sad that I did that. I, I lowered the bar. I expected less. I lost my excitement and passion. And I felt like I'd lost my career and, and all the progress that I'd made building it back home. I ended up setting up a job alert for the word events in Indeed and trolled through any and every local job that happened to have that word in the job title. I know, absolutely awful tactic. Since moving here, I've realized that roles can have a wide variety of terms and titles. So knowing that now, I I know that I severely limited the opportunities that I was looking at by doing this. But anyway, lesson learned in hindsight. Finally, a local role popped up with events in the job title. 
And I jumped in, writing a stellar cover letter, reaching out by email to the individuals at the company, introducing myself, reinforcing my enthusiasm for the role, and again, therefore, bypassing the hundreds of Indeed applicants. I got an interview and I scored the job. I ended up working in this particular job for nearly two years. I was organising charity auction dinners, golf tournaments. It was actually really great, but I still wasn't happy. The pay was low, I knew I was worth more, but I settled. I, I had found an events job with a manageable commute, so I felt this pressure to be grateful and to play the game, to get that elusive Canadian work experience. And I did. I I used this job to, to get my permanent residency, so I will always be grateful for it. But at the same time, I realized one day that the part that was missing was purpose, fulfillment, giving back. As I was immersed in a Canadian career and growing my skills, I was learning more about me and what I wanted. And it was clear that I wanted to help people. And this job just wasn't checking off that box. So armed with some Canadian work experience now, though, on my resume, I set up that alert for job titles with events in them again and just waited, you know, gradually scoured opportunities and sent out a bunch of applications. Nothing. Again, I found myself limited by my location. I wasn't really hearing back from anyone and it was really disheartening. Eventually, when I got invited for an interview for another company with events in the job title, I jumped at the chance simply for some change. Again, the pay was incredibly low, but it was local and it had a lot of cool travel perks this time, which I was really excited about. I'd be touring around Canada, managing teams of ambassadors at the huge international boat shows. Very cool, right? Yeah, I loved getting all the expenses paid trips to Vancouver, Edmonton, Winnipeg, to explore the new country that I was living in. But the thing was, yes, I was working at events, but it was ultimately a high-pressured sales role. So instead of designing and organizing the events themselves, I had aggressive sales targets and spreadsheets. So it wasn't anything like the roles that I had previously enjoyed. And it's funny looking back now and seeing so clearly how the fact that I was an international truly held me back. You know, I knew my worth, I knew how good I was, but strangely enough, I never had the confidence to fight for better pay or to go after jobs that I was underqualified for, but showcasing all the skills I had. I had this limiting belief that I was new, I was foreign, so I had to settle and and play this long game. Anyways, I can't describe it, but one day something just clicked in my head and I thought, enough, you know, (laughs) I'm done. I'm tired doing things that don't bring me joy. I'm still missing that important piece of purpose and helping people. What's one area that I'm passionate about that I could give back in? Oh, I know, newcomers to Canada. I mean, I personally know the plight really well. Why don't I create my own opportunities? What's stopping me starting my own event, showcasing how friggin' good I am at event management, building my own portfolio in Canada, not relying on employers anymore to give me a chance at building Canadian work experience? So I 
took my savings and I put down a deposit on the Toronto Public Library event venue. And I created a website and I designed sponsorship proposals and I launched Expat Expo. And the vision for this event was a networking event and trade show to to bring together all of the internationals living in Toronto to meet with companies and listen to inspiring speakers, build their network and get the resources all in one place to help them set up their life in Canada. And fast forward to October 6, 2019, I did it. I worked my butt off, lost a lot of sleep, but I had big brands attend, such as CIBC, Desjardins, Service Canada, Canada Revenue Agency, Health Canada, RBC, Student Life Network, Immigration Lawyers, you name it. And I finally had one day where I truly loved my work and I knew I was helping others. And best of all, I was helping my people, newcomers, you guys. I'd found my passion. So I uploaded my event after movie to all my online platforms and connected with and continued to nurture the relationships that I built with all the corporate sponsors on LinkedIn. When I tell you that that single event changed my life, it's it's really an understatement. I wouldn't be where I am now in my career if I'd never had the balls to do it. I've had three major job offers come from it, from people who saw what I did, they saw what I was capable of and wanted my skills that I was showcasing so clearly. I ultimately accepted an offer from one of these companies and I still work with them to this day. They help international students in Canada find employment. So again, it's in line with my passion. I have pretty much doubled the salary that I was on before I hosted that event. I now work from home which fits in perfectly for living so remote, you know, no commute, unlimited access to my coffee machine, what a dream. They let me work from England during the pandemic, uh, which was also fantastic. I, I know that I have the flexibility to visit family and take my job with me. So honestly, I am so, so happy. So how did this happen? How can you use this example for your own career? Ultimately, it comes down to ignoring that voice in your head that tells you all the limitations of being a newcomer, to squashing that feeling of hopelessness when you get yet another rejection letter, or even worse, never hearing back from jobs that you didn't even want or are overqualified for in the first place. Take a pen and paper out right now. I'll give you a minute. Go and grab one. Or if you're driving, take a mental note that this is your homework for the day. Make a list of every single skill that you have. Every single hard or technical skill that you've gone out and learned, like certain software, for example, as well as the soft or human skills that you are naturally gifted with, such as organisation skills, teamwork, problem solving, empathy, calm under pressure, all of that good stuff. Make that list pages and pages long if you have to. The goal is to just sit back at the end, look at it and finally realise your worth. Then you need to build your personal brand. As you know, in Canada, your network is your net worth. (laughs) Sorry, but it's true. You need to showcase all of the wonderful things that you can bring to the table as a newcomer. Design a portfolio that sells you. 
Canva, for example, is an incredible free online graphic design tool that needs minimum effort and skills. You just grab one of their templates and can start designing. Add that portfolio to your LinkedIn. Create a free website that introduces yourself and your experience. Connect with people on LinkedIn in your industry and start writing them customized personal messages as you would a friend. Join groups, events, online communities and start engaging with content there, sharing your opinion and knowledge on industry topics. Basically, you need to get yourself out there in a way where people can start to recognise your name and associate you with your field. I've built a strong personal brand for myself around helping newcomers because of the events that I've gone out of my way to host and this podcast that I created and the social media content I create. I am now a trusted authority in the space. So people approach me with invitations to speak on webinars, sponsorship opportunities, consulting jobs for events they are hosting, and you can do this too. And I know that my journey may be very different to yours. I'm aware that in the big cities in Canada, for example, there is a lot more competition because naturally there are more people and you can be sending out hundreds and hundreds of applications and never hearing back. So if that tactic isn't working, start thinking outside of the box, right? Start looking at that list of skills that you have and think, okay, how can I show people that I am the perfect person for their role? How can I show that I have these skills? How can I put myself out there as the valuable candidate that I am? How can I bring people and opportunities to me? And it's it's hard work. It really is. But once you do the work and put in the time, you'll get your foot in the door and you will just progress so much faster. So I really hope that this helps you. If you want to send me a DM with your industry or your experience, and I'd absolutely love to uh, spitball ideas with you about how to start growing your personal brand in your field. I promise there is a way to do it in every single industry out there. It just starts with knowing your worth. I'll see you next week. Thank you so, so much for listening. As always, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. And then if you're loving the show so far, recommend us to your friends. Spread word and help us grow this exciting community. Until next week. Bye.